Hello, everybody. Welcome in to episode 28 of the Fused Relativity Podcast. I sure hope everybody enjoyed our new animation as much as I did. Uh, every time John does something like that, it, I, I just get a kick out of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it went from day to outer space, just seamlessly. It just transitioned bright, bright blue to just the darkest space. Uh, that was my fa- that was my favorite part. By the way, I like it looks like the banners. It looks like we've won like a sports championship <laughs> or something. It's like fused relativity, like you know, oh eight, oh nine division champions. Uh, I figured right? I would uh, throw out our old logo, our new one, and then well, our affiliated channels. But it looks like our shirt too, like the top ones. It looks like the shirt that I got. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our names are now inside of the. You know, it looks like we're kind of sitting down behind the desk, which is, that's fun. <laughs> it does. It makes us look almost like we're anchors, you know. Throw it over to you, Phil. So what do you think <laughs> about the weather? Huh? Like it, <laughs> we're giving them the news in space. Well, I, li- I like, John, how you got that uh, other section to dock. That was, uh, that was pretty cool. Just like a space dock. Yeah. I, I am kind of still tweaking these just a little bit while we're going, but they should be yeah, done. If, if, if you're going to move me, warn me again. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get motion sick, okay? Stop it. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Good. I was nauseous. <laughs> well, uh, so we are on a little early tonight, but we are on episode 28, gentlemen. I do believe we have enough episodes to fill the month of February now. This is true. Continuing our celebration of (laughs) new milestones. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, it's a new one, so yay. If you celebrate every episode, then none are spectacular, so... (laughs) And right. So actually, yeah. Actually, I, I, I think I, I bought concert tickets like when we were on episode three. Not one. I mean, not, not hoping we were going to fail, but you know what? Hey, who knew that I'm like, oh, we're gonna have to move things forward because I have, I have to go. Well, yes, and that's why we are coming at you a little early tonight. Is Kirk does have a concert that he is going to go see for the first time since the pandemic? So yeah, Larry, we, Larry Carlton, a cool jazz guy. He's been around forever. Um, you, if you YouTube them, just like whatever song you, you know, that song, as soon as you hear it, everybody goes, Oh, that one, just, uh, but just good stuff. And like, yeah, haven't been to a concert since the pandemic. So just, um, stoked to get out of the house. So yay. It should and be fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the wordplay, Mr. Get the buck out. That's when I would sub, but that's how I'd explain to the kids my name. I would like, you know, like get the, but you know. Someone says someone says some some really weird. You tell him to get the buck out. I'm like what? And then all the high school kids were like, he almost swore. What? We're, we might listen to this guy. Was, <laughs> with the high school kids that worked, I went to with the uh, junior high kids, the younger, the grade school kids. Like, hey, kindergarten, what's up? No. So, so you won't almost swear with the younger kid, but you will smash their face into the ground in the game of Uno. Uh, you know. That's cool. It Kirk. wasn't physical. It was just a, a drubbing. No, there was no physical harm. Maybe psychologically, but 
Well, John, I can see that uh, you put in a lot of work over the last couple of days. How are you feeling this evening? I hope good because I really enjoyed that, at least the beginning. <laughs> oh, some satisfaction, right? Can we get some pride? Yay. That's you only, yeah, that's only a third of it because we have the first episode of uh, Question Relativity done as well. That will be appearing on Tuesday on our channel. Oh, that was, yes. yeah, that was quite a, quite an undertaking. I, I didn't, in my defense, I procrastinated it off till today because I thought, ah, it shouldn't be that hard. N no, it, it was, I mean, it only took me six hours, but it shows. Which is funny because John's like, oh, it's, it's not the greatest. And I told him earlier that I did animation for two hours last night and I deleted mine because it that sucked. Yours is <laughs> yours is fine. Yours was like a cave drawing. It was just like you were you're actually you the problem was Chris, you were scratching it into the actual monitor. And you weren't that's not <laughs> if you do that, you just ruin your monitor. I'm right, back me up, John. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> so that's why I can still see it. All right. <laughs> right. But, but you can't really, you can't email that to anybody. You well, know, even if you try to take a screenshot, it's not going to work. And in Chris's defense, I do have an edge up on him because I, I did proactively buy myself a drawing tablet, which massively helped, like beyond what I thought it would. Because I've always been under the impression that, oh, yeah, drawing tablets, they're a cool little gimmick. And I know people use them religiously and everything. But I didn't realize how much easier it made things. And I'm hmm. only use mine for like two hours. Roughly. Oh wow. And and you're already a convert. You're like, this is amazing. That's nice. It's nice when you buy something and you go, Oh, I'm gonna get lots of use out of this. Well, it's just like I don't know if you've ever tried to draw with a mouse, but I mean I'm sure everyone has with Windows Paint. It's not fun. Like it's trying to like like brushing your teeth with the wrong hand. It's yeah. Just... Frustrating. It's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's sketchy and glitchy. Somehow it's... you stab yourself in the side <laughs> of the mouth, even though it's a mouse. It's <laughs> right. Like now I once painted with a mouse in a house and we had green eggs and ham, but it was, you know, that was something different. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, hopefully for all of our uh, wonderful listeners, listeners that we have out there right now, and viewers, because we're on Twitch, uh, we are going to start today's episode backwards, because Kirk is leaving a little early. We are going to start with Kirk's Corner, and hopefully uh, everybody will enjoy Kirk's Corner in space. All right. Be prepared. Let's check out the new... Okay. Drum roll. Whoa! Okay. And the door went... Oh, all the boxes are <laughs> There's yeah, because there's no. I like that the potato came because it's so <laughs> low low tech, but we've still brought that to space because why not? That makes sense. Uh, I do see that the UFO is outside now. That's fun because that's where it should be. <laughs> uh, somehow the, the table, the table stands strong, <laughs> defying gravity. And so is the Tinker Cat. Uh, <laughs> he apparently is not affected by anti gravity. 
Well, everybody knows that about Tinkercats. I don't even know what a Tinkercat is, and I knew that somehow. I mean, der. And uh, Bamf still there. So it looks like, uh, yeah, you don't have any water. Still no water. But... No water. Remind me, what, what does Bamf mean? I've forgotten. It's been so long, I don't remember. Go for it, John. Badass motherfucker. Ah! <laughs> I, I don't remember where the reference came from. It was one of the, like the first two or three episodes. It yeah. sounds like something I could have said. Yeah, I think it was like... the. I think it was one of your interview tips. Don't use the word. Oh, that's right. Motherfucker. When I was trying to help, pay, yeah, the resume tips or the uh, job up. Yeah. Okay, so it's educational and informative. I think Letterman called it infotainment. The more you know, <laughs> Kirk. PSA, yes, right there. Well. Awesome. It's nice to have a new corner in space. So uh, That commute was a bitch, I have to imagine. Right. There wasn't any traffic, but it was still really long. But uh, nice going. Um, so yeah, so this for the Kirk Corner, I thought I'd go with sort of a, it's not a potpourri, it's a jokery. There's just, it's kind <laughs> of, a, it's a mixed bag. It's a, a sort, you would think I would go potpourri because of the smell, because of Chris, but I didn't see, <laughs> but you're, you're thinking it, you're stinking it. Am I right? Okay. Anyway. All right. So let's go to joke town. So here's the thing. Um, uh, I sneezed the other day and Google started sending me ads for Kleenex. All right. Back <laughs> off. Am I right? Come on. That's a bit much. Um, you don't count your chickens before Amazon delivers your eggs. Okay. It's a little updated. <laughs> Updated huh. version for today. Uh, you guys, by the way, how about the, uh, my life coach benched me. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I want to sit down and think about it, I guess, but I'm just doing nothing out there. Um, there's another sports. Uh, the run and shoot offense is a bad influence. You don't want to. You don't want to run and shoot on the streets, people. It's not a. It's not a lifestyle. Okay. Here's a joke for the young kids. A social media joke at Yellow Big. At Yellow Brick Road has millions of followers. Okay, come on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> little little Wizard of Oz. Okay. Uh, here's something. The stationery store moved. What the hell? That, <laughs> it's, I've, that's, a let, that's an emotional blow right there. You go to the stationery store, you expect it to be there for you. And when <laughs> it's not, oh, that's that rocks your world. Um. And uh, 93% of single people are allergic to nuts. So that's, no, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's a kind of a listy one. Um, you know, uh, when Jesus returns, it's going to be on his own podcast. So here are a couple of names, I think, when Jesus comes back, here's going to be names for Jesus' podcast. Uh, the first one is, I'm back, baby. Okay, that would be a good one for him. Uh, follow me and subscribe. You follow Jesus. Okay. Um, I like this one. Baker's dozen. Because he had 12 followers. Yeah. So if you join, if you won, come on, be, be, be Jesus's Baker's dozen. Who wouldn't do that? Um, uh, next, uh, wine making for dummies. That is also an option. And the last one, my personal favorite, Godcast. That's <laughs> okay. Um, all right, one more idea here. So 
Uh, I've been trying, I've been writing. So to become a better writer, uh, I'm only eating alphabet cereal and alphabet soup. <laughs> Cause I figure, you know, you are what you eat. Yeah. So yeah, you feel, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Right. You know, I'm just saying, uh, my bowel movements have never had so much to say. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little chatty in the more it's, you know, I check my, uh, I check it for fiber content and coded messages is uh, what I'm saying. Uh, when I read an SOS, I go to the doctor. That's, that's clear so sign. Your, your poos are your, are your muse, Kirk. My poos are my, yep. I wrote, I, I wrote a novel in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Come on. Okay, so that there, that's that's what I had. So, any thoughts, any ideas, any? Who wants to talk about what? Go. Pretty solid, Kirk's corner. I feel yeah, like I was going to say. I mean, the alphabet soup one was. That was. But I think I think the stationary store moving that got the most laughs. Yeah, which is you know it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's such a you know it's a clean joke. What can we say? Yeah, there's. I hope a lot. You know, I shouldn't be hashtagged for that. You know what I mean? They're like just like, oh, uh, wordplay. There's nothing wrong. You know, I don't know. There's no Republican, Democrat, blah blah blah. It's just a joke. I think a lot of people should be craving that. You know what I mean? Hopefully, I would agree. So, it, would ni- it would be nice to silly it up. So yeah, yeah. So okay, so nice. Yes, the uh, stationary that was seemed to be the crowd pleaser. Cool. And John, I'm uh, I'm happy looking at Kirk's corner that there are no geese. So in the <laughs> animation, I saw a, ge- a goose flying, and I was worried. <laughs> it didn't make it. It blew up on entry. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I think, uh, so we're going to do this show essentially backwards, kind of. And uh, just so Kirk can be a part, we're going to go to off topic for the week. You know, save the best for last, except for when Kirk's got a concert. Wait, off topic in a different place? We're going off script. This is insanity. (laughs) Are you relaunching the intro? And then, yeah. I do like the shush. Yeah, that's what was supposed to have played. Was it going backwards? Uh, one of these days, right. I'll stop doing that. Well, you know what? Now all of it's horrible. Take <laughs> just just get rid of all of it now. Boo, <laughs> John! How dare you? Right, exactly. Look for the for the fuse relativity audience. This is unacceptable. They will expect nothing less than. I mean. You're infallible for Carl. <laughs> Come on. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Kirk, since you are the man of the evening, let's let's go ahead and go off topic with Kirk. See what you got. Okay. I got a. Uh, I read a story. Um, someone at an auction for $72,500. They bought a baseball size clump of Elvis's hair and it was like in a glass case. So, and it was actually, it, it was Elvis, his personal Barbara, Barbara like kind of verified it. So it's actually his hair, but his barber's name was Homer, which Homer is your stylist. 
You know what I mean? Like you're the, can you imagine the biggest star today having a stylist and their name is Homer? Hey, come on. Oh, Homer, come on. Change my oil and then cut my hair. We got to go. You know what I mean? Just doesn't seem to fit. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out the first reaction of gross. Yeah, that too. Well, well, and it's, it's, so I think that somebody that just want more proof that some people have way too much money. You know what I mean? A, and then also my other theory is Bezos was just buying a toupee. (laughs) He's that big of a dick. He would actually go with Elvis's hair. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, if you can afford it, I guess. Come on, just why? (laughs) Does it make you sound like the king? Probably not. Ah, the waste of money then. Right. Yeah, but and they people. The grossest part is they didn't even explain it was it was from uh, manscaping, so they didn't tell that part. It was still a (laughs) kind (laughs) of. See, that's uh, you when you can just still gross people out with just words. Come on, you know what I mean? How many disgusting videos I've seen, and you work in medicine, and you just went, bam. (laughs) It was fun. Still, well, no. <laughs> no. John, uh, so what do you got this week? So I've got two, and I'll save my second one for after Chris because it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today, kind of. The first one was that uh, I know it's kind of a uh, hot-button topic, but they have successfully used mRNA to shrink cancer cells in mice. That's good. Yeah. Good for the mice. And it is now entering human trials. Hmm. But, yeah, my thought on it is, is if if this pushes us closer to an actual cure for cancer, let's go for it, because that is one of the most horrific diseases to to work with and me and christian know yes yeah you had the mix of uh, chemo and just the zapping of energy and then the medicine and just the draining and yeah it's and it seems to be it's in the top three of of kind of killers isn't it i mean it's it's up there yeah well there's some that you just can't fight against and that's kind of where we have our experience with. Yeah, and I mean, any steps forward is just positive, no matter how you look at it. Right, that's, yeah. That's one of the ones that even if you, you beat it once, it, it there's a very good chance it's going to come back. It's not a fun one. And they're also kind of using it for other diseases, too, with potential of, like, Alzheimer's and stuff like that. We could see a lot of uh, diseases go go away. And I'm all That'd for be nice. that. Al- Alzheimer's is the nasty one, too. That, that just, yeah, I mean, you know, people are, are gone seven, eight years before they actually are gone. You know what I mean? Where they're just not there anymore. And that's, if you do something about that, that seems like a top priority. Yeah. So my, I'll switch over 
because I know you've got a second one. Uh, I was just going to throw out my off topic, which is, uh, you know, not nearly as cool, you know, good as yours. But uh, I saw a story about a rapper who supposedly implanted his gold chains into his head. It wasn't a gold chain. It was a uh, a pink diamond. Okay. Well, I saw a gold chain on the, you know, on the, on the story. So uh, apparently, anyway, there's a lot of doubt as to whether or not this guy actually put his jewelry into his head, but apparently it's not a good idea. No, he was crowd surfing and someone ripped it out. Ouch. That just seemed like, I, like I got my hair cut. Last time I got my hair cut, it was by a girl and she had the, it was like the under the skin around the eye. You know what I mean? Or it was just like a, it was like a bolt through it, just through her skin and her cheek. And you're just kind of like, all right, what's, I don't even know what the name was. She told me, but I've already forgotten because I don't want to know. So I don't want one. <laughs> I think you should go for it, Kirk. Just do it. Don't even think just about it. Just yeah, you know, just hit forty and just go. You know what? Yeah. Well, I mean, face tattoo. A lot of people do the. Well, I, I say a lot of people. Some people do the subdermal implants and everything. Try and give themselves horns. Those yeah, are, are, just... are the we, the weird contact people? They want to look like a cat eyes or something. That's just. Well, it's just creepy. It's, I don't know. It's, I guess it's that's your thing, but yeah. it seems, I was like, it seems it like just, you're going out of your way to be weird. It just seems like don't implant your jewelry in your head, people. It just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> well, especially I when it's worth like, to say that. like $5 million. Yeah, even worse. So, all right, John, what's your next one? What do you got? It relates to Bezos and how he's funding um, a lab for anti-aging. Of course he is. <laughs> That's kind of the, the what response I was figuring is, yeah. Super villainy. He's just gone. I don't want, I'm going to be a mortal. Oh, I mean, at that point, it's a logical step. You have so much money that you're going to lose. You know, eventually. I mean, he's got his ice cream machine now, so <laughs> where else do you, you go? You die a happy man. Right after that, you know what I mean? You've kind of another ice cream machine. That's just silly. You know, one for the bedroom. That's just, that's, <laughs> I'm wealthy, but that's too much. Yeah. So naturally you go to Fountain of Youth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Was it Pancho Villa? He's going to go to Florida. <laughs> Yeah. No. So, yeah, I just thought I mean it makes sense that billionaires are trying to fund research to stay alive longer. Cuz I mean realistically, they're going to be the ones that can afford it first if it is found. Well, the thing is is it has to be secret because he needs to live two lives so that he can actually catch up to Elon. <laughs> And you think he's going to, I mean, just being that rich, he's going to do well. You know what I mean? He doesn't have a lot of, 
I don't know, stress. His diet is pretty. I bet he the food he eats isn't, you know, half spoiled stuff from the discount store. Uh, yeah. There. Well, I mean, just look how many people that are wealthy are live well into the like nineties. Right. And they go, they can go to the doctor whenever they want. And so they don't have to, it's not, they're not stressed about it. So they, yeah, they're just healthier. I need a new heart. I'll buy one. Right. Well, and I think to, and another thing, it's like, if you have money, it's, it's not that you have money, it's, it's bad or like, oh, it's just, it seems like just the gap has become so large where it's just comical or it just seems almost kind of cartoonish villainy kind of, it's just, I don't know if you could pull up like, the amount, you know, the, like the amount the CEO made in the 50s versus an employee and then do it today. It's just like thousands more CEOs. You know what I mean? Where it's just ridiculous. Well, it's thousands of more. It's just the unfairness was what it seems. Thousands of percent. Not just dollars, percent. Insanely. I'm just too much. The spread has just gotten too far is all what I it could, is. It just needs to come back. All I could think of when you said that was Dr. Evil. So, yeah, well, I mean, they are comparing them to Dr. Evil. In fact, some are thinking, or I saw a meme that was like, he's more Dr. Evil than Dr. Evil. Because <laughs> he has, you know, he has the billion dollars. That's the one thing Dr. Evil wanted. That's true. He's Dr. Evil, but he has the buck, so he can, I don't know. If he just can't, yeah, he's got a thing that's going to control the weather. I could kind of see that. No, I mean, nobody's going to be like surprised. They're like, what? <laughs> the bald guy with excessive amount of billions did something crazy? Yes. <laughs> I don't, it, it just seems he, like that he yes he became great and he was focused and blah 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 but it seems like at a certain point you got to shut it off or be, you become maniacal you know what i mean you got to take your foot off the gas it, like you've won right he, i mean he, he's got to have at least like a shark with a laser beam attached to its head you would yeah, think like, yes like i said the either he he doesn't let the help uh ride his dolphins in his ocean pool he doesn't do that but you know he has that he has a you know, he has a pool that has an ocean and a tide somehow there's no plastic like the real ocean he keeps it clean but but he can surf on it and like yeah jeff bezos why not you don't surf in your pool obviously you didn't work hard enough oh. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> well i mean the reason i brought that up is because i don't know if we talked about the actual lawsuit I think we brought it up, but we never really went into it about him suing NASA because that was smart. Because they, they, he didn't win the contract. The NASA, or so they awarded it to. Well, not uh, only, yeah, they they awarded it to SpaceX, but not only is he suing NASA, he's also suing SpaceX over Starlink. And it just, it ties up, that costs so much damn money, but he doesn't care. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything to him. So he can just tie people up and just drain them of finances. Like, it's annoying. And just, he's just being a, ba a billionaire upset. He didn't get a contract that will allow him to get more billions. Well, and shut up. The, right? Yes. The, the problem with his <laughs> logic is if he were to do this to any other space company, it would work. The fact that he is in a fight with SpaceX, he's bound to lose. Yeah, SpaceX don't give a crap. They're just like, hey, we're going to do what we're going to do. Yeah, way ahead. yeah, yeah. They, they have billions too. All right, so they have, it's, okay. Well, and SpaceX has a, I don't know if it's just a prototype, 
but they have the NASA Moonlander starship built, or at least partially built. All Blue Origin had was a playground mock-up with an inflatable balloon. Yeah, it was just a concept, basically. I mean, SpaceX has actually put out at least half of the NASA starship. And that's what gets me is SpaceX will just keep going with or without the NASA money because their goal is not the moon. Their goal is Mars. Like, everyone's focused on the moon, and it's like, oh, that's our next target. That's that's where we got to go next, and everything is focused on the moon. And SpaceX is like, yeah, Mars. And by the time the U.S. finally gets someone on the moon, there's a good chance SpaceX will already have a starship on Mars. Or at least heading to Mars anyway. Yeah. But, um. It actually ties in fairly well to what we want to talk about this week. And uh, essentially, sticking with SpaceX, John, I don't, Kirk, I don't know if you saw the beginning uh, couple episodes of the Inspiration 4 documentary that came out on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Been too busy. Yeah, I haven't. The first two episodes I watched them, they were just giving backstory on, like, the mission and what this is. And essentially, the Inspiration mission, which is scheduled to launch, I think it was the 14th it was scheduled to launch, but they keep, I think they pushed it back a day. Anyway, it's it's coming up this week. They're planning on launching this mission. Now I and, know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's... It was a, it's an orbital mission, right? So it's not a, not like they're going to the moon or to Mars, but it's a three-day mission and they're flying a uh, four-man crew. I say man, it's a four-people crew, if you want to be correct. Uh, There's two men and two women, and they are all civilians with no formal astronaut training. Well... They do have training. That's kind of the caveat is they have been trained to pilot uh, the Dragon capsule if something were to go wrong. Well, yeah, so they did go through a training regimen, of course. You know, they had to have some. So is there some captain or is it just four knuckleheads? Well, well like and one one guy is a, is was a former uh, – he's not a true pilot, but – well, he's a pilot, but he flies like <laughs> in a pinch. If you're going down, you got a chance with this guy. <laughs> no, he flies. He flies jets, right? So he's like wow. a. Bil- he's like right. a. Bil- he was a billionaire who created, I think, the card reader machines that you stick your card into to get to pay at a store. And so he's a billionaire, but he like flies. He maybe even flies like backup for the Blue Angels or something like that. I can't remember. It was. It wasn't that interesting of a. He's like the understudy. For the... Well, okay, but anyway, so they so he has flight training, and then the other four people are, or the other three people, I'm sorry, are just normal people that they're bringing into space with that, that guy. But so I bet to, I to, bet they get I bet they get stuck someplace, and this is just the updated version of Gilligan's Island. 
<laughs> that's my uh, 50 bucks. You want who's in? It would be a that's short a, come one. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not uh you're not you're not stretching that out over 8 seasons, Kirk. Well, here's the run, thing. They'd run out of air. Okay. <laughs> with uh Dragon, I keep trying to say Starship. Um with Dragon, it is an automated pro or uh, capsule. There's no controls to fly. There there's no, you know, like space shuttle style way to land it. Um, everything is kind of redundant. So the, the, and if he is, uh, like I said, now I'm going to really have to watch the, the documentary. Um, but most NASA pilots are all, you know, fighter pilots or something to that effect that have that high G training. That's the big thing is, you know, being able to withstand the G's of a rocket launch. Well, and I'm fairly certain they're, you know, I only saw that they only released the first two episodes, which only kind of detailed the backstory of the people who are going up. But they did show, like, this the teaser for the next couple episodes, and you see them doing, like, the centrifugal chair, and, you know, they do go through the standard somewhat astronaut training in order well, to go up there. I See, and I thought it was the full astronaut training. Because they it are might running. be. I only saw, I only saw the teaser, so I don't know how much training they went through. Yeah, I I think they got the full thing because they they know how to operate the dragon. Um, they're doing science experiments, which will qualify them for their uh, astronaut wings. Unlike <laughs> the other Take two. That, Bezos. <laughs> well, and that's just it. It's yeah, Inspiration Four is going to be the first time civilians, technical well, civilians have gone into space and done uh I take that back cuz one of the the shuttle missions had teachers on it didn't it I mean well, granted they were that was the challenger yeah and that, it yeah. exploded I know I was trying to think <laughs> they, they didn't actually go to space and then I'm there aware. was yeah so I could have um, swore that NASA had put other people into space like that i could be wrong i think they were a little bit yes uh... you could <laughs> i'm probably wrong but the reason the whole reason i brought that up john which and why i wanted to talk about it one because i saw the documentary parts and you know it was topical but also it seems like that's step number one right so they're taking four technically civilians and seeing if they can handle an orbital launch and this will be full orbit they're going above the ISS their their goal is to go higher in space than the ISS so uh, it just seems like that's a stepping stone right that's how it's proof of concept for we can take civilians on a rocket and wait for it go to mars so they're almost like guinea pigs, eh. like the medical guinea pigs. It's like, let's just see. All right, they don't freak out, and they don't get too weird about space, and they, they handled it. So we can then extend it. So it's just sort of a feeler for civilians in space? I, I don't think so. If, no. you, if I had to put my money on it, Inspiration4 would have been in the works for a long time. This wasn't something they started 
you know, last year and said, hey, we're doing this. I think it was two years ago, three, maybe. So maybe it's just a way to promote SpaceX. Well, and right now, Crew Dragon is the only U.S. launch option to take people into er er orbit. Uh, Because no one else has a human-rated way of getting people into space. Well, Russia does. Well, that's just it. It's Russia and us. And well, Russia and SpaceX. Um, the near the closest one is uh, it's ULA. It's a Boeing Starliner, and that, that keeps getting delayed, though. Well, that's just it. it it's delayed because they still have to do a proof of concept mission to dock to the ISS before NASA even gives them a green light. And after the fact that the last delay, 16 or 20 valves didn't open, and they were only able to uh, open seven of them or something like that, means that there's a good chance that they're going to have to completely recertify their vehicles to make sure stuff doesn't happen like that on a mission. I mean, they've had two attempts to launch this, and both have had horrifying amounts of errors and malfunctions that it's experienced. But couldn't you see, like, uh, I mean, yes, okay, maybe the inspiration mission isn't the first stepping stone, but it seems like it could be something in the works for SpaceX to say, look, we took four civilians to space. We know that when they, essentially, when they send the first Starship to Mars, it's not going to be just astronauts. They're going to have to spread their wings to get people to actually go up there, I I feel. Oh, no, they absolutely will. But I don't think Inspiration4 is a good uh, uh, benchmark for that. Because everyone that goes to Mars is going to go in a starship. And a starship is inherently way different than a dragon. Because you're, you're potentially going to have up to 100 people. They still haven't solidified the numbers yet but you're going to have a large amount of people on a starship going to mars yeah and it's a one-way mission at this point which is what i'm kind of talking about as far as like you're not going to necessarily have a hundred of the best astronauts in the world oh, no 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 to go on this mission well you're not going to want astronauts and nothing against astronauts but crap what is the movie with Bruce Willis. Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. You're going to have people that are specialized in welding and building and engineering and all that. Well, engineering would probably be a good NASA or astronaut qualification. But you need construction guys. You need yeah, guys you need to build it. construction. Her- you're going to need healthcare. You're going to need, you know, all of this stuff to go to Mars to start a colony. Kirk knows how to dig holes. Uh, I vote Kirk. But I could plant a tree. You don't want to do it. If you do it too, it's going to sink people. And then it's going to go below the ground. And then it's going to collect too much water. And too much water, people. If you just back it off, you'll do better. Anyway, <laughs> back to you guys. Well, it... <laughs> but... This is just a four-person... 
I mean, my thing is, well, I guess what just what is the benchmark? You said this isn't the benchmark, so I guess what is the benchmark of that? Uh, what is so what's being achieved by putting four civilians in space? PR, just PR, and just, I, just I, attention. Well, I looked it up. They did announce it this year. I was completely wrong on that. Um, but they have been talking about sending people civilians into orbit uh, for years. Dear Simpsons, Moon was a talked about it. Yeah. moonshot to go around the moon and come back. This and that's is, what they're doing too, right? It's too, just kind of they're going to orbit twice. Is like how long they're like a, so they're saying for like a day, two days. Uh, well, twi- it's more than twice because it's the landing date is the nineteenth. The launch date right now is the sixteenth. So okay, so a couple couple days in orbit then, which is and going by the ISS, which is like ninety minutes in orbit, they're gonna have like I can't do that math off the top of my head. That's not happening. Do it, do it, do the <laughs> math. Okay, no, so that's not long enough for like their. Because I've heard like uh, when guys come back from space, uh, like they're 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 like weak and they can hardly walk because like their muscles haven't had any, for, you know, anything pushing against them because of no gravity. But well, like three days isn't enough to do that. No, no, it? no. Uh, and that's just it. Like the Mars mission is going to be months inside of a, a metal can, whereas this is a couple days. Um, you're not going to have that atrophy. You're not going to have, you know, even the isolation problems you're not going to see in a three-day mission. We have, you know, it's coming to an end. Yeah. Three days is due. I think it's, you know, a three-day weekend. I think people can, you know, hopefully they're not going to spend that doesn't seem like a long enough time to lose it. No, you know, it could be wrong, but you know, see, I just, I I think this is just kind of a, I don't want to say PR in a bad sense because getting anyone into space is good. I mean, just look at all the attention, Bezos and uh, Virgin got by doing their suborbital stuff. It, it's just people, more of people a people paid attention for a couple of days. Well, and it's just more of a hey, this is you know SpaceX is capable of sending missions into s- low orbit to do science because I would imagine that yes, most scientists when they send up their Science, I, I don't want to, I was going to say science projects, but that's kind of what it is. When they send up their research to the, the ISS to have it done and performed on by the astronauts, I would guarantee that most of them would do anything to be up there to perform the experiments themselves. They've studied, it's been their life, they could, they would like to be doing it, but somebody, yeah. I could see that. I mean, if you've devoted your life to that and figuring it out, it seems like you would uh, at least you would think about it at the very least. Well, you could envision it. Yeah. See, I think this more opens up a market for commercialism of space. And I don't necessarily think Dragon's going to be the one that does it because Dragon's still an expensive vehicle. And it seats way too little. Like even if 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 you had four people up, and they were all paying for the rocket themselves, it would be about twenty five million a piece. Well, and I was just looking at uh, some of the specs from the mission, and it seems like 
the billionaire guy actually bought uh he actually paid for a lot of this mission to happen so pr seems like pro- that's probably what it was mostly well, for and that's just it like if the three of us got together and got a hundred million dollars we could potentially buy and i don't know how much dragon costs but i know a regular falcon 9 costs about 60 to 70 million depending so i would assume dragon's probably closer to uh 100 million just because of the capsule so 100 million the three of us could go to space yeah we could totally actually do our podcast from space all right, yeah. let's, let's crowdfund this. Let's do this. GoFundMe for <laughs> Kickstarter. Okay, my here's it. I'm not, I don't want to be locked in a shuttle where I have, like, don't get any other air with Chris. Can I just start <laughs> right that? Not for a hundred million dollars. And I'm just happen. I'm just guessing, Kirk, that a lot of people will throw in money just to get me off of Earth. So. <laughs> It's more okay, yeah. Well, that like you know, send us to space hash slash get rid of Chris. I think you know that's that's you what you want to highlight. Yes, <laughs> that will be our, our science experiment. Will be we'll get astronaut wings by seeing if you can do a podcast from actual space. <laughs> so I, I don't think that qualifies as scientific research. How about can you still smell Chris in the vacuum of space? Does his well, bo does it his bo eat through the screws and then kill us all in outer space? I was going to say, yeah, I I don't think we want to test in the vacuum of space. People don't last very long. Well, but people don't last very long in a room with me. So yeah, touche. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this guy, he doesn't know anything about vacuums. Am I right? Never, <laughs> never picks up. Am I right? Never lifts a finger, does he? All right. That was for. I'm lifting a finger at you right now, Kirk. <laughs> All right. Was it, was it the thumb? Was it the thumbs up? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> we got off, off track, but, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's uh okay, I'm a little less impressed by it now that I know that the rich guy bought the seats to make this documentary that was supposed to be like anyway. But I mean it's still scientific endeavor. It's a still a first. In fact, one of the the coolest things about it is it's going to have a, a cupola that is complete it's a, it's basically a big dome instead of the uh traditional docking port that's right, going to so let them get a good they'll be, able to, they'll be able to see everything yeah and they'll be able to see our podcast will we <laughs> see them go by possibly i mean All you right. can see the iss in the right conditions hey as long as there's no pressed hams that's all i care about <laughs> They get out of there. Hold on, I gotta go on a spacewalk. Why? I gotta go. You don't. You don't need to know why. I just gotta give someone a pressed ham. I gotta <laughs> put my ass. Won't that kill you? That's maybe. It's worth it. You know what? That brings up a good point. How many astronauts do you think have mooned the Earth? 
I mean, like the guys on the moon, you think you'd have to just at some point, you know, like, I'm well, that I mean, the moon well, is become I'm gonna, I'm gonna say zero because I mean, I don't think so. I, I, I'm just saying, like, the reward is not there if you're in space. Who can see you mooning? It's just why do it if no there's one's no watching? audience? There's, yeah. there's well, no, yeah, okay. I mean, they took a golf ball and golf club to the moon. For no other reason than just to hit a golf ball on the moon. Yeah. That's the story you never hear about is, uh, you know, John Glenn up there pressing a ham. (laughs) The untold story. If I had to bet (laughs) at some point someone has mooned outside of the – or mooned one of the windows to the earth. Holy God, Glenn, is that your asshole? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I, mean... I can see, I can see Uranus. <laughs> but I mean, you know, no one's gonna know about it, but the person who did it, but the person who did it can be like, "Haha, I moon the whole Earth." Self satisfaction is what yeah. you're going for. Yeah. Hmm. But I, I guess in his, if you're the one doing the act. You know that you're mooning the entire Earth, or at least that side of the Earth that you're pointing at. So, but it's got to be a powerful feeling. Yes. yes, take that, take that, everybody. Half the Earth could have seen my ass. <laughs> well, they're lost. I mean, they're lost. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could do the same thing on TikTok, but you know. Yeah, get like an OnlyFans page just for your ass, and you can just do it individually. <laughs> Uh, anyway so (laughs) we went from inspiration to pressed hams only on the fused relativity podcast that was quite a journey that was a long yeah that was a long path way to stick with this gang (laughs) we uh well kirk uh i know it's getting to be close to nine o'clock and we don't want to make you late for your uh for your concert so Anything uh, you want to uh, leave the fans with this evening before you head on out? Um, uh, just hey, uh, go uh, go enjoy. If you haven't been to a concert in a while, go uh, go see some live music. Get get out of the house. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. I recommend it. It would be nice just to see other people other than you and your dog. You know what I mean? Going like, hey, you you like music? I like music. Oh my god, we have so much in common. <laughs> well, uh, I hope I hope that you enjoy your uh, music experience for the evening. Uh, should be should be a good time. Uh, I don't know why your concert's starting so late, but you know. can you imagine? Yeah, like I'm so I'm going to be up so late. Like, like it's going to be, I'm going to, it's, I feel like I'm so old now. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be past midnight getting home. Jesus Christ. But that's how much it's worth it. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, I can sleep tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, well, Kirk, thanks for joining us. At least for, you know, we figured out how to fit it in. Yeah. Like I'm glad I've got, thanks for adapting. We, uh, and then I was having technical difficulties and it was like 30 seconds. It was like a fucking, it was a high drama, but it all worked <laughs> out in the end. And, um, yeah, enjoy. It was fun. Number 28, 28. Wow. 28. Look at us. February. Yep. The whole month of February. What can we say? Damn. 
Right. Well, enjoy enjoy the rest of it. Uh, just yeah, have a have a good rest of it, and uh, check out the highlights. The highlights are uh, on YouTube or are going fun. It's fun to check them out if you haven't. I like them. Yeah, yeah. Good words. Good words to leave on. Well, Kirk, me and John will continue the conversation and uh you know, we'll miss your your witty responses, but we'll see you again next week. All right, week. don't talk too much crap about John while I'm gone, okay? <laughs> Wait. All right. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Yeah, All right, see you, Kirk. All right. So, so what the next thing, John, I wanted to talk about, uh, we have a few things we could we could jump on. Uh, the first one I saw was moon elevators. Oop, hold on. Yeah, keep talking. Yeah, so I ran across a article this last week on moon elevators, and we had talked about that earlier. Yeah. And I found out some interesting information on that. Enlighten me. So, essentially, the idea of moon elevators has been around for a hundred years now, at least. And so, hold on one sec, sorry. Yeah, oh, you're good. To, to expand Everybody, on... Oh, I'm back. No, okay. I just had, I just had to... Uh, Kiss Delilah goodnight. So, ah, uh-huh. uh huh. But the the reason I brought that up was because people started talking about moon elevators yet again, and I found it kind of funny that the idea has been around around for such a long time. Love you, baby. And so it's just kind of one of those uh, maybe like how Social Security's not going to make it to the next decade. Let's talk about moon elevators. Okay. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> Expecting you to jump in with your thoughts on moon elevators. Well, moon elevator, that's the thing is, I don't, I don't see the point of a moon elevator. Well, A, a moon elevator wouldn't work. Are you sure you're not talking about just an orbital elevator? So the I, the thing that I saw was they basically said the same thing that you did was like a moon elevator would theoretically not work because there's no way you could attach a cable essentially from the moon to the earth because they don't run on the same rotation essentially. Yeah, it's not tidally locked. Right. Well, it is, but it isn't. And so their idea was to have that cable run from the moon to the top of Earth's orbit. And then you have essentially like an ISS at the top of moon's orbit. You launch a rocket up to that ISS, and then the ISS slingshots you up to the cable, and then you ride the elevator up. That would be a long elevator ride. See, yeah. I just, I mean, okay, so for background, a normal orbital elevator, you have a point on the ground, probably somewhere pretty high, 
Like if you if you wanted to, the best place in the U.S. I would guess would probably be something like Pikes Peak because it it has the altitude and the the access. And then you have a cable that goes from there into orbit and then attaches to something at in an orbital plane. Okay. And then you have an elevator that goes up the shaft or up the wire. So the reason why this theoretically works is because if the the thing that is in orbit is far enough up, out as it's spinning, it keeps the tension of the 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 cable. The the biggest problem with this concept is we do not have anything nearly strong enough or light enough to do this distance. Because it's not like you could drop a, a fishing line down to Earth and then, you know, pull, what is it, like 50 miles of chain up into space. Sure. So my thought with the lunar one is it's the same kind of problem. You have this cable that's going from a point in Earth's orbit to the moon. That is a ridiculously long distance. Yes, that was my thought, was how are you going to get that amount of distance cable, let's say, all the way from the moon to the, low, to the top of Earth's orbit? It seems a little uh, on the edge. Well, and by that point... Like, if we had the capabilities to do that from Earth to the moon, it would mean we'd had the capabilities to do that from Earth to orbit. And if we have the capabilities to go from Earth to orbit, that means we can potentially have things in orbit that are not, you know, beholden to the current limitations of spacecraft. And... You can just take a ship from the orbit to the moon much faster than having to be on a, a elevator that goes from orbit to the moon. Well, the only thing I could see was that it's a money grab slash, you know, concept of space tourism, at a, at, you know, at best. Yeah, but even then that there's little money to grab out of that. Like, sure, it might, you can work up and mock the things, but I just don't think that would be anyone that would be like, oh, yeah, let's research that instead of elevator or space elevators. It's just not there. You know someone's going to fart in the elevator. That could be a long ride. Well, so... It, it just <laughs> trying to wrap my head around why someone would think an elevator from the Earth to the Moon would be ideal. Because, like I said, you'd still have to have some way of getting to orbit, and at that point, a much more efficient route would be just a, a, a shuttle between Earth and the Moon, rather than an elevator. 
Because what happens if halfway through the, the line snaps? At least if it's an orbital elevator, you know, you'll you'll plummet your well, I wouldn't say you'll plummet to your death, but you're in Earth's gravity, which means parachutes work. If you're zipping along at, you know, whatever the the speed is and the cable snaps, you're now heading God knows where without brakes. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's never good. Well, I mean that you know, there's ways to make an orbital elevator safe. Like sure you could put thrusters and fuel and everything on an elevator that's going from orbit to the moon, but then why not just use a ship? Like the whole concept behind elevators is that they can run on electrical power. And the reason why that's important is because it is much easier to create electric electricity versus using fuel. Uh, sure. Because, you know, you can store potentially more capacity with energy and a cable would provide, you know, a, an unlimited charge. So you could just use electricity to get into orbit versus using fuel. But we also sure. have the technology to use just electricity in space. It's called ion engines. They've been used for decades. Well, and it kind of, the whole idea when I saw the article, it just made me think of just the fact that it's been around, the idea has been around as long as it has, and nobody has even looked at it. Well, it's, you... they've looked at it. I don't know about the, the weird moon one, but orbital elevators have been looked at for a long time. It's just, we don't have the technology. You know, the, the material that would be needed is like something that's spider sick silk level thin, but stronger than, you know, titanium or steel. And it just doesn't exist. Yeah, we don't, we don't, not off the top of my head. Can I think of something that would, I mean, fit. carbon nanotubes are close, but they are, uh, not something that is viably mass producible yet. Plus, they can kill you, I think. <laughs> sure. You know. Come ride my elevator with carbon nanotubes. You might not die. Well, no, no. It's the, the carbon nanotubes because I could be thinking of something completely different, too. It's because of how strong and stiff they are. They get into kind of like asbestos, almost. Your body can't uh, process them. Let's see. Well, that was what I had on that, you know, as far as like, I just thought I saw moon elevators and I figured it would be uh, something to talk about. And clearly from what you're saying, let's stay away from moon elevators. It's not practical. We, I, I, I hate to give away topics of a, a potential future content, but that's one of the, the video essays I'm working on right now is a way around this current problem that is potentially feasible in our lifetimes. Well, that should be an interesting essay anyway. I say the, the only other thing I was going to bring up about space was that uh, Ingenuity managed to finally get a core sample. No, Perseverance. Perseverance. Sorry, Perseverance. God. Ingenuity's the helicopter. 
and I, when you said ingenuity, I laughed because that was the other thing I wanted to talk about too. But yes, Perseverance landed its first core sample. Now they're trying to figure out how to get that core sample back to Earth. See, and that's they were talking about ten billion dollars in a decade, and that's I I, I kind of laughed at that point. Because like we just talked about, SpaceX will likely be there before NASA even has a chance to to get the potential way to get the core samples back. Well, yeah, at that point, you might as well just take them for yourself if you're SpaceX. Just come on back with them. Well, why even take them? They can bring a whole boulder. That's true, if you're already there. Well, and just the... If my thoughts on how they're going to do the settlement and how it's going to probably be underground, you're going to have a lot more of a core sample digging, you know, 50 feet underground than you are with uh, Perseverance's little core sample tool. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, too, because uh, Ingenuity, even though it's declined a lot in its focus, you know, you, you hear a little bit about the helicopter, but not too much. But apparently it spotted a cave, uh, and they're saying that that, that would be uh, the places we would look for as uh, a place to go to escape cold and radiation on Mars. Yeah. Well, again, what I, that's why I think the first settlement is going to be largely underground, because you have the rock above you to protect you from elements you have insulation factors and you have the radiation protection unless of course mars is highly radioactive under the surface which would be hilarious well not for the astronauts no but that brings up a good well doesn't bring up a good point i've been watching a lot of video essays on different uh things and like one of them that I just watched, I'll try and remember if I can find it to put it out on Twitter or something, but it was talking about Calypso, one of Jupiter's moons. If I'm saying that right, I might be completely missing the mark on that. Okay. Oh, it is Jupiter's moon. Okay. Oh, it's not Calypso. Because Calypso's Saturn's moon. Oh. Well, on that, because you just said that, I'm gonna fill this. Uh, Callisto. No, it was Callisto. I was close. But it, it it just talked about how it was so unique and has potentially an icy ocean underneath or an ocean underneath the crust. It's like Mars may not be the best spot for a colony. It could be a tiny moon like of Jupiter or Saturn or something. It's just interesting to think about. Well, and I was going to say on that note, when you brought that up, it made me remember that scientists successfully created, recreated the atmosphere of Titan here on earth in a, in essentially a glass bottle. 
That's yeah, not too hard. It's methane mostly. Well, they did it by using some sort of gas and then super cooling it down to the temperatures. Uh, you know, the the temperatures of of Titan and once they super cooled it down, it essentially turned into what Titan's atmosphere is. That's kind of cool. Gives us a little glimpse into you know, how to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's an old show, but I don't know if you ever watched Eureka. I don't think so. Um, it dealt with, towards the end of the series, it dealt with them going to Titan. Not them themselves, like robots. But, yeah, it was uh, it was all about going to Titan and exploring Titan and all of that. It's just, yeah, that... There's so many more places that might be more hospitable to us than Mars. Not that I'm saying Mars won't be the first target, because it absolutely will, but... Just fun to think about. And unfortunately, it looks like we may have lost Chris. Well, if that's the case, uh, unfortunately, yeah, this was a little bit shorter of an episode. We did uh, lose Kirk a little bit early. So before I wrap up, uh, we do have the teaser, or not teaser, it's the full-on Full-on video of the first question that we're, we're posing on question relativity that I'm going to be showing right after this. And we have some other stuff that is upcoming that will hopefully be on our YouTube channel very soon. Sorry. Oh. Uh, I'm back. Sorry. I just I had something to take care of real quick. Oh, no worries. I was just kind of wrapping up. Yeah, I think we I think we made our point for the week. Kirk's, uh, you know, of course he's gone, so I'm all right with wrapping it up. We're at that we're at that point. Yeah. So we have the the video that it's going to play here in just uh, a minute or two, or well, right after we uh, we say our goodbyes here, and then we'll be back uh, next week. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure John just said it, but keep an eye out for that new content on YouTube. Do subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, also, always looking for subscribers on Twitch and followers. So anybody who wants to do that, we uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're working hard for you guys. Yep. So, all right, John. Well, I think we... We uh, we did it. We'll go ahead and wrap up there. So for me and John and uh, uh, the concerting Kirk, we'll see you guys next week.